You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meets at stayclassymeets.com where you can use promo code WIDEMEN save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. That's right. Another week and another sports talk program. There's just not enough of us in the world, I don't think. Actually, there's not. Because there's not enough that tell it like it is, like here on Wide Men Can't Jump. I'm your host, I'm Nate, and my co-host, of course, joining me from way up yonder. It ain't quite the Yukon, but damn, it's close. Ladies and gentlemen, the Canuck, the Canadian province of Alberta president, not really, M. Dombrova. <laughs> Only because we don't have presidents, my friend, but I am definitely the... Go. I am the leader of this little soiree. He is the mayor of his house until his other half gets home. <laughs> I control at least five feet in every direction from my front door. He is <laughs> acting mayor until his missus returns. Well, let's not talk about that. We had uh, uh, the COVID number did a nice jump. and uh, You guys are a little late to the party here in America. We, wow. we don't. We haven't stopped jumping. Well, we have a hundred cases, so we're losing oh, our minds up here. A hundred cases. We got a hundred cases, and I think everybody went to the beach. Everybody got yeah. excited. It's like we beat it. We beat it. Uh, see, we're so crazy up here. Our our, our city uh, had passed a bylaw a couple months back that if we got over a hundred, masks must be worn in public places, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody lost their minds because half of our population is not smart enough to understand the difference between public and private. Yeah. I'm not I'm not wearing my mask in my car. Nobody here. said nobody said you had to. Yeah, your dog. Oh, yeah. Are you being attacked? <laughs> I got a run in by a dog. Well, you probably if that dog licked you, you probably taste like ribs. You know, I went to the store earlier and actually just bought some ribs. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, that's probably why. I'm trying but... a new I'm trying a new recipe on my ribs, so. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Oh, it's, by the way, uh did you see the uh vicious switch in demographics we we had uh you know i honestly I've, I've been so busy over the past week i haven't had a chance to do a lot of uh number watching we're we're, we're not numbers that 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 or demographic uh, watching that gender say. that gender demographic is now 56 44 or something like that we have more women listening than men <laughs> no but there was a time when it was like 90 10 so something's going on Get off my cord dog Man, they, oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome to West Virginia, where your porch and your dog are more important than the podcast. Well, damn dogs wrapped up in the court. Go on. Dog. Come here. 
I got me my hound and my coon and my coon. Yeah, I, I, oh boy. Go on. I don't know what to say about this shit show. What a start, ladies and gentlemen. What a start. She's wrapped up in the cord. Go on, damn it. Ah, go, go. You, I wish you could see this at home. As right. That's right, an invisible dog that I can't see. All right, but, sorry. <laughs> Got her out of the room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, that's no way to talk about your girlfriend, mate. Normally, I would edit that out, but I'm leaving it in. Because... Yeah, no, it's too good. So, uh, sports, the sports world. Let, let's see. Big oh, segue is there. Do? Is that what we do here? Well, that's what we tell people. Um, oh. oh, quick, quick shout out to my buddy, Mr. Wade Hofflin, my uh, buddy who uh, has oh. beaten beaten the cancer for Hell now, yeah. anyway. Hell so yeah. Good, good for him. Found out some other news that was. Uh, have you ever heard of Lynch syndrome? Lynch syndrome. I, uh, you know, in all my years, I have not. It's a, apparently it's a, some kind of some uh, some type of genetic thing where you have a predisposition to get certain types of cancer much more easily than the most of the population. Huh. I never heard of it either, but so now he has to be. I'm I'm going to guess that they've probably put him on some some kind of uh, testing regimen. I would think to make sure that he doesn't. Probably was anyway. I mean, once you've had cancer, once you, I guess you pretty much have to keep. Well, the thing is, we all have cancer in our bodies. It just depends on how well, it's active. active. I mean, yeah. active cancer. I guess you probably have to keep an eye on that anyway. So, but that was much better news than it could have been. So good yeah, for him. And I know he's he's it's checking a, us out. Uh, hereditary. Okay, common, and uh, it says here, and I was looking to see what it affected, like what, what you know, how it, you know. It's urine. something, a g- genetic mutation or mal- mal- yeah, something. Yeah, here it is. Uh, a process that fixes mistakes made when DNA is copied. Okay. Okay, it, it's a gene issue that they can't reverse. Oh, it's it, very it's interesting, not, actually. Not, not something I can say that I'm smart enough to really wrap my head around, but um, as I said, I, would, I can pretend that I am, but I'm. If you want to know more about that? I'd contact Danielle Hoff. She's the one that could tell well, you. I was thinking maybe Ginny could break that down for us. Possibly, <laughs> uh, but regardless, so I know he's uh, checking us out. So uh, quick shout out. Glad you're doing well, buddy, and uh, hang in there. Gonna get better. So all good. And moving on uh, from there. On a sad note, though, bringing up cancer, the um, we lost uh, the great Tracy Smothers uh, today uh, to the the cancer, and that's uh, that's a shame. He was uh, one of the best. And Good dude, uh, from what I hear, oh, great guy, great guy, a wonderful wrestler, wonderful person. He was one of those. You want to know why? Because Tracy, Tracy was a guy that would show up at the building. Like if you if the if the show started at seven. Tracy was at the building at noon and he was, he that was kind of guy. Yeah. He was that kind of guy. He beat, he would beat us there. And we, you know, we were there to put the ring together. Yeah, He'd be there cool. waiting on us. Yeah. And he, he loved it. He was great at it. So we're going to miss Tracy. I could tell stories, but we won't get too far into it. So rest in peace, Tracy Smothers. Yeah, not uh, not that much. old either. So a little early for him. Uh, battling cancer. Uh, had a great career. I know if you're a wrestling fan, go back and check it out. But all right, we'll uh, shift gears here to the sports now. Let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, we did get a little bit of confirmation that the NBA, they're saying, is wanting to go back December 22nd, but you're saying uh, you heard some news on that, did you? Well, it's uh, first of all, the Players Association has got to ratify that deal, so that ain't that's not etched in stone or anything yet. 
Well, that's and, what they're they're just they are saying. That's that what they're doing. tossing around. Yeah. Yes. And then I uh, came up the other day. Uh, Danny Green, Lakers, uh, was interviewed for something, and he made the comment that he fully suspected if that was the case, uh, the veteran players from LA would not be starting the season with the team. Now I he didn't really get into the details of why. Um, I mean, good lord, that's still almost two months away. Uh, yeah, I mean, we still got some time. I mean, I'm willing to believe that the being in the bubble wasn't fun, and you probably needed to uh, decompress after that whole experience. Absolutely. But uh, if you're a professional athlete, oh, hell, you don't even have to, professional athlete doesn't even enter into it. If you're an adult and you have a job and you don't work for what? What's it been? Two weeks since the three Roughly, weeks since yeah. the final. All right, so you had almost three months of doing nothing, or at least not work, not doing your day job anyway. Um, come on, really, really? That's a little weak. I will say that while while you're right, I will say that in another, we didn't have to go into a bubble like they did. Um, yeah, but nobody's waiting on me hand and foot either. So well, oh. still, I mean, that's gonna be. Wait, I I want you to be. In I'm not making. For... I'm not making excuses. Like I agree with you to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. you know, we didn't have to leave our families. We got to see our families whenever we needed to. I mean, yeah, I know. Maybe maybe I'm I, devil's advocate. Give me credit here, devil's well, advocate. I'm sure that's their reason. I'm just saying, from a regular man's point of view, that's nonsense. Yeah, I um, agree. Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, I just don't know how. I didn't have enough time to spend my $30 million. You're going to give me a couple more weeks to live on. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Um, well, you got to remember, just because December 22nd starts your season back doesn't mean you don't have to start working out. I, and I was just about to say, and, I, I do understand not wanting to go to a training camp and yeah. having to put up with all the COVID restrictions or whatever nonsense that's well, not nonsense but with other stuff you got to put up with i get it but i don't get it yeah like, it's it's kind of kind of i mean i understand what you mean but at the same time i'm like eh, you know these are multi-millionaires i should probably well, I do too. I should preface that with the fact that danny green was only i mean he doesn't speak for those other guys so, no so, no he doesn't you know he could be just talking out his ass too which is quite possible considering the professional sports guy so yeah who knows uh did get some uh some interesting things here demar Derozan has come out and said he don't want to be in san antonio no more now of course that's an anonymous source to the athletic but you know that's uh ugh, that's one of those oh and, and and the raptors made a mistake between him and kyle lowry did they <laughs> Not looking that not looking that way, is it? Not looking that way right now. Um, but let's 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 go ahead. I know we've been doing this kind of every week with different teams, but let's look at the the contracts here because it seems as though San Antonio was a spot that people were dying to go to, and now it's more of a do do people really want to go there? That's that's kind of the thing. Demar Derozan, if he doesn't want to be there, doesn't have to be there. Uh, this year he's got a twenty seven million dollar player option, so if he wants out, he can go. That's up to him. But is he going to leave $27 million on the table is the question. Well, right, yeah, right now I can't I can't see him getting that kind of money from yeah. anybody else. Uh, but. Honestly, the Spurs are about to hit a rebuilding mode very, very soon. 
They have coming. This is the last year on the contracts for DeRozan, Aldridge, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, Trey Lyles, uh, Jakob Pertl, Brian Forbes, and Marco Bellinelli's contracts are up. They've still got under contract for the foreseeable future Lonnie Walker, Lucas Semankic, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson. And that's it. That's it. After this season, that's the only four guys they have under contract. Well, they sort of. Everybody else is gone. To be honest, they sort of need to reload anyway. I think. Yeah, they, I, believe, I believe so. I like Lonnie Walker. I, I've always liked Lonnie Walker. I think he'll develop it when given a chance. DeJounte Murray is going to be the point guard of the future there if he can stay healthy. Derek White's been a good piece that they've added. Maybe uh, maybe they can trade him back to Toronto for Terrence Davis after the trouble he got in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I think DeRozan will, will play one more year in San Antonio. I really do. Because I think he knows that. Well, yeah, we weigh it against your options. Well, you're going to make $27 million this year if you play. Okay, yeah, right. And what are you going to get? You're probably not going to get paid that the next free agency signing. Well, is anybody really going to sign him to any like long term? I don't see anybody signing him for $27 million. No, but I don't even, I'm not even sure that I see anybody signing him for like five years for, you know, 20. Five years, maybe not. You might get a two to three year deal. Okay, so do you take your $27 million and bet on yourself? That I'm gonna have a, I'll go out there and He'll have a great get, year, and somebody will pay me. He will get signed. Well, he's, he's good enough not to not to go into the wasteland. Yeah, yeah, he will get signed. Now, but, I think I think you take the twenty seven million dollars, you give the uh, the Spurs a chance to possibly trade you, and then maybe you can re-sign somewhere else, or you can take the twenty seven million dollars, play out the season, and then test free agency. Now his his thing might be if he decides to do that, he's going to be a free agent at the same time. Guys like Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, all these guys that are coming he up. Will be, yeah, he will be a tier two free agent. A tier two, maybe tier three um, yeah. by that point. Yeah, quite possible. So if he's a free agent this year and doesn't take the player option, he's one of the bigger name free agents out there. I mean, there might be. I don't, I'm can't sit here without all the paperwork in front of me. There might be a team where he is a really good fit. And Possibly. If, and if they've got the room uh, cap-wise or, you know, or if they're willing to take a hit to get into the luxury tax or any of those other crazy things that some teams got the room for or if they've got a max bonus or any of that, all that crazy shit you can do in the NBA, maybe somebody hooks up with them. I, who knows? I don't know. But it kind of seems like we're coming to the end of a line here for the Spurs. This is the first time, this year was the first time they hadn't made the playoffs in how many years? I mean, it's been a long time. Popovich has got to be getting tired of that scene. I I mean, honestly, it's going to be his job for as long as he wants it. Right, but but he's got to be like, okay, it's one thing to tough it out when you're winning. And they were fairly, you know, they were really successful, even if they didn't win titles, they were still playoff team and, and all that, but they're not anymore, so... You know, all good things come to an end. Maybe he needs to move to a new place. Maybe he's had... Isn't, he, isn't his wife really ill? Um, uh, Possibly. I think... Didn't his wife pass? Or she may have even passed away. So, yeah, I think you might be right. So, you know, where his mindset... And he's getting older, too. You know, do you really want to go through that grind anymore? Maybe you want to do it somewhere new? Because I'm sure he could get hired down there anywhere. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could. It's He's not a – but my thing is he's developed this reputation. He's been there so long, and he's done so much there. I don't see San Antonio getting rid of him. He's got Tim Duncan there as his assistant. He may he may just move from coach up, you know, up the la- the corporate ladder. So to I mean, speak. maybe if they offer it to him, it, it's and, one of those. You know, he becomes a consultant or you know, vice president of basketball operations or something like that. And yeah, who knows? No, I mean, he, he's only out of there if he leaves. I, you know, if they throw him out of there or fire him or whatever, oh good lord, that's just going to be a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a wait and see, but it feels like times in San Antonio times, they are changing and we'll have to wait and see what they decide to do. What, what moves are made. Yeah. I mean, on that note to kind of tie it, although this isn't uh, NBA, there was a really good article on the athletic about, uh, and okay. When, when does Duke start like sooner or later, you got to start looking at that. You know, he's, old he's been there forever at some point you know the franchise has got or i mean in this case the school has got to start looking at okay who is out there who can we kind of keep our tabs on because sooner or later we're going to have to we're going to get forced to make this move if we don't do it ourselves yeah absolutely and and you may end up having to make that move yourself and um it's it's never too early to start looking I think they've got Tim Duncan there, and I think Tim Duncan will eventually become the head coach of that team. I would think he's the heir apparent. Yeah. Um, if he isn't, I don't know why he wouldn't be. <laughs> but then again, this is the NBA, so who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, you uh, never know. You know, when Steve Nash can get the job while Tim Duncan waits. And it- well, I mean, all right, to, to soiree that over to something else in the NBA. Okay, what the situation with the Jazz? Where yeah. now it, look, it looks like the uh, majority interest has been bought out by, uh, what the hell is his name? Can't remember his name, but he's only 40 years I old. I got you here. Uh, Ryan Smith. Smith, that's right. And the Miller family that owns controlling interest. He is a founder of Qualtrics. The he software turned customers he, into fanatics. He sold it for $8 billion. Yeah, he's doing okay for himself. So he's doing all right. And I think he offered to pay for whatever his percentage was. I think it was one, it was either 1.4 or 1.6 billion. Yeah, he's a, um, I know this, He he's apparently a huge jazz fan. He apparently had uh, uh, aspirations to play for him at one point. Yeah. Well, that was part of the deal, I guess, because the, the, the jazz are owned by the, um, I think it's Utah Basketball Investors Corporation, but that's controlled by the Miller family. Yeah, it's in a it's in some type of a legacy agreement, and that was part of the deal was he can't move the team out of Utah. Now I don't know I don't know why you'd want to, to, but but that was part. Well, I guess when they first bought it, they were that franchise was in trouble, and that was part of the agreement was that they didn't move the team. So he's kind of semi saddled with that. There's ways around that. If you really want to move a franchise, you'll move it. But uh, I'm just curious what that might mean, like, because he's young. I mean, 40 has got to be, like, extremely young for an NBA franchise owner. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's – I mean, he, Mark Cuban was 
around that age, I believe. Something like that. But what I'm getting at is, okay, now does he is he going to run that team as a sporting thing or is he going to run it as a business? You know, is he going to – Is he? how much is he – you know, there's that line between whether – are we any good or are we making money? Well, with a guy that's got $8 billion and a guy who apparently is a fan – you wouldn't think that he wouldn't run it as a, as trying you think to he's win. Gonna run, he's going to run it trying to win. All right. So if that's the case, then because if you're that, a fan, you're you're more concerned about winning. Right. But does that? Uh, how does that bode for whoever the general manager is there? Uh, Quinn Snyder just signed a long contract, so he's safe, unless he's going to like write him off and hire a new one, which would be stupid. I think most but, people. I think most people are okay with the job Quinn has done there. I think what they need to do, Utah, is they're they're talking about bringing in some some new players. Maybe, yeah, they didn't have Bogdanovich for the bubble, and I think that hurt because he could have helped them big time. It that did. I mean, again, do they really have a like honest to god, holy look at that guy, superstar guy? I mean, their biggest star would be Donovan Mitchell. Okay, right so now. they don't right, so they don't have a. Main They've got a top level. Like, yeah, they don't have a mainstream. Okay, everybody knows who this guy is. He sells shoes and tickets based on his name, regardless of how he plays. Yeah. Kind of guy. They don't have one of those. So now, where do you, getting one of those isn't always so simple. Well, it's but, hard in Utah, especially. But um, I mean, Mike Conley. They brought him over. They've uh, let me let me go ahead and pull up the contracts here. You know, how about, you know me and my contracts. How about LeBron to Utah? How about that? Yeah, okay. LeBron converts, <laughs> joins the LCS. Mike Conley is still there. A good uh, player. He's there another year. Uh, Rudy Gobert is there for another year. Bojan Bogdanovic, he's got a couple. Actually, he's got a nice deal. So he'll be there a while. They'll probably re-sign Jordan Clarkson because of the way he played. He played really well. Ingles is still under contract. Donovan Mitchell's about to get paid soon. This is his last year on his rookie deal, so... Big money coming his way soon. Um, so they're going to have to dip in yeah, to the cap, I assume. Conley's right. got early termination on his uh, contract. The thing is, from, from my perspective anyway, you can agree or disagree in a second, the league is kind, we're kind of proven that you to win, you need – at least one big name and one hell of a supporting cast. Yes. Or two big names, half decent supporting cast. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And if you don't have that, you can try to win with team like the Houston tried. Yes. Um, well, hell, the, in the final, that's what that basically boiled down to was, you know, two superstars against a bunch of guys who were all fairly good, but, you know, minus Jimmy Butler, not really any, oh, my God, player on the heat either. And in, yeah. a, in a, and in a seven-game series, it just it – doesn't, it doesn't pan out well most times. So if you want to win, you've got to find somebody that is a superstar. Like now, and that's not to say they don't have one. Maybe they got somebody in the system or they can draft one or trade for one or whatever. But their current lineup doesn't really have that guy. Donovan Mitchell might turn into that guy, maybe. But, you know, the way teams load up these days, you know, if you're not loading up too, your chances of winning are just not very good. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. That's that's just how it is. Um, 
Well, we did talk about the uh, the 72-game season um, for the NBA. They wanted to start back December 22nd. And uh, they want to be done before the guys can go to the 2021 Olympics because where they delayed the Olympics, they want them to be able to play Olympic ball. So, man. Well, if they're going to start in December, which I'm not against. No, me either. All for it. But if they're going to do that, they're going to have to get their ducks in a row pretty quick because that's not a lot of time left for free agency and the draft. Well, the draft's uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, so right. But still, I mean, if you if you draft, okay, if it's in a couple of weeks, what is it, the fourteenth or something like that? Uh, I believe the date was the eighteenth. Okay, so it's the eight. So that's basically two and a half weeks from now. So you draft three, in November three weeks, actually. Well, okay, well, whatever. So let's call it three weeks, um, and then you're going to be on the court in another three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, that's going to be not a lot of t- That's not a lot of time. <laughs> Compared no. to what they normally get, so no, but I, I know they want those Christmas games. They're dying for those. Oh, Christmas. I, I'm yeah, I'm all for the the startup. I'm just saying, like from a franchise point of view, that's not a lot of time to go. Okay, we drafted. Did we really get anything in the draft or not? We don't really have a whole lot of time to find out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when free agency is going to start. Um, so, I haven't heard. Because I yet. would, well, I would think you know nobody's really going to want to make too many moves until after the draft. Well, you would think that, but I've also heard free agency. Uh, well, that we might talk- change. Yeah, that might change because of how things are right now. Yeah, uh, according to this, uh, well, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> it says June thirtieth of this year. I'm like, well, no, oh, that's yeah, not right. That was, that was the initial plan that went all to hell. <laughs> like, well, that's wrong. Uh, Ed Vogus planned on going on a diet June thirtieth too, but look how that was turned. Out. They still don't have it. Uh, it was originally scheduled for October eighteenth, but it was moved back. We don't know. We just, we don't know. Speaking of Bogus. Oh, Lord. What a post with that shirt. (laughs) That was pretty hilarious. I had, I got a kick out of that. Did you see my my reply to it? Yes. The trophy, the trophy husband. And I asked, and he messaged me back and said he, he said he laughed so hard about, you know, if that was bought by Sheets cashier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, uh, Ed, he's there should no, be a hundred, should be ten thousand more like him. But anyway, if there only was, um, Amari Stoudemire is now on the Brooklyn Nets coaching staff. He is an assistant coach. Good he move. Played, he played alongside Steve Nash in um, in um, Phoenix years and years ago. We're seeing that Brooklyn is going to make the attempt to coach, but with guys who understand players. By the looks of things, yeah, former players mostly. Now that uh, the previous track record there is shaky. Uh, wow, Isaiah Thomas comes to mind. Uh, Jason Kidd comes to mind. I suppose you might even go so far as to say Larry Bird, possibly. Larry Bird was a good coach. He, he was, but it's hard for some of those guys who are so good. It doesn't always translate because it's just like, well, how come you can't understand what I innately understand? I don't know. I mean, Larry Bird was a good coach, though. Was a bit, he was a good general manager, too. He was. In uh, other Brooklyn news, Joe Harris is not practicing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie after Kyrie excluded him from his list of core, and KD and Kyrie fired a coach that he liked. 
There's nothing like Kyrie, you know. That guy, I just don't know what to say about him. He seems to be a little shit disturber, doesn't he? Trouble, <laughs> trouble, trouble just seems to follow him around for some reason, and you got to start to wonder if it's just not him. I mean, it makes you think, right? And I don't know the man. I mean, I only got you know news stories and things like that to go by, but he just seems to be somebody that the shit seems to follow him from place to place. So. Uh... We also mentioned, or you brought this up to me before we went on air, the Sixers have hired assistant coach Dan Burke. He'll be on the sidelines with Doc Rivers and Dave Yeager. He's regarded as a defensive kind of guy, defensive specialist. So there you go. Well, and then they've got what they're looking at hiring Morley from Houston. Yes. As their, I'm not exactly sure what job they were giving him though, because he wouldn't be the general manager there. Mm, no, Elton Brand's keeping his job. Yeah, so that did, I'm not sure what some kind this, of assistant or consultant or something. I just, I mean, I just saw that the article was that there that he, they so whoever was there seemed to think that that spelled issues for Embiid and Simmons, and I'm not right sure if I understand the connection there or not. Yeah, but, we'd have to have to probably look look through that. But that uh, that seems to be that update there. They might be more worried if they've got a coach there that wants to preach defense. Yeah. Uh, well, Simmons is a good defender, isn't he? Yeah, all things considered. Joel isn't, though. I mean, he's okay. He's a good rim protector. Okay, but he's a foot and a half taller than everybody else. He should be a good well, rim I think, protector. I think he's a better defender than what people give him credit for. It's just... Uh, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. Capable of playing defense, but don't? Okay, maybe he's a little bit lazy. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm getting at. Fair enough. Uh, I can't remember if we brought it up. I think we did, but I can't remember. Um, Stan Van Gundy, new coach of the uh, I think it wasn't the Pelican Stone yet, but I think we talked about it. Okay, I wasn't sure if we had mentioned it or not, but he is the new coach of the Pelicans. Yes, because he mean, came out and shocked I think everyone. We did, I think we did mention it, but I don't think we really like, yeah, well, he, he, we talked he came about out, it, but I wanted to bring it up. Right. He came out and shocked everyone because we see a, a set position for Zion Williamson, and I'm thinking, why not? Well, LeBron doesn't have a set position either. He well, doesn't. Zion Williamson isn't LeBron James yet. Well, again, I'm just saying. There's <laughs> yes. multiple forward. Uh, the Lakers have requested a career-ending injury application to have Lou Aldang's salary removed from the books. Apparently, what a load of crap. Dang agreed to buy out with the Lakers in 2018. He retired in October, and they still owe him salary until 2022. Did he not, if I am not mistaken, has he not played in between there somewhere for a brief moment? Mm, not since 2018. No, but from when they first said he was hurt that he played again. Oh, yeah, then, he did, he did. Okay, and then he just hasn't seen the court, so how has he got a career-ending injury? They're trying to get his money off the books so they can well, bring I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what they're trying to do, but... If that goes through, that is the biggest pile of hogwash ever. Welcome to uh, the NBA, my friend. Well, welcome to pro sports. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, that's really all that's been going on this week in the NBA, honestly. I haven't seen much more. Um, There's rumors that Chauncey Billups is being looked at for a coaching job. So we'll see what they say. 
Anthony Davis is supposed to opt out of his deal and re-sign with the Lakers. So, yeah, well, we'll no have, surprise, no surprise. Yeah, there. no big shocker there. And um, so, yeah, we've uh, that's kind of what's going on in the NBA. And okay, well, let's uh, let's talk baseball very quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Come, congratulations, right. Armando. Armando, yes, happy. Dodgers win the World Series, bought a championship, but whatever. That hey, happens all the how time. How many of the Yankees bought? It's what fair. we got to talk about, though, is the player who tested positive for COVID and then ran out onto the field and took his mask off during the celebration of the oh. World Series victory. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah, I can't do that. Ugh. Why did nobody say anything to him? Like, what are they thinking? I guess they were all more concerned about the World Series win, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Somebody should have had an eye on him, though. Well, that's my thinking more, is how did he ever, like, why was he not quarantined already? That's why what is, I was wondering. Like, why is he in the dugout? Why is he anywhere where he could get anywhere near that in the first place? Yeah, he place? shouldn't even have been in the building. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's more details to that than what I saw, but it struck me as being very strange. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Or, or guess maybe do they figure because that's the last game and they don't really care about the positive COVID Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, possibly. I mean. <laughs> we got a clean record now, so we don't care. All right, we win, everybody. Because I guess, I mean, baseball has got what? I mean, they aren't going to start up again. and They won't the- start up. They, they're going to start, I assume, during spring training. So they got to at least, you know, March. Yeah, they get – Four months, five months of nothing, so they probably don't care that much right now. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's take a timeout, and uh, we're going to hear from our wonderful friend, our wonderful sponsor, Stephen P. New. And on the other side, we're going to talk about what we didn't talk about last week, college football rivalry trophies. Yeah. Yeah, so on the other side, we'll bring that up. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling one 800 208 9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at one 800 203 91 Six nine Stephen P. New answers to your legal questions. Thanks again to the wonderful law offices of Stephen P. New, newlawoffice.com. Check them out. Stephen P. New, new is for you. All right, Tim, we're going to dive in here and look at some of the most bizarre college football rivalry trophies. All right, let's do that. All right, we've got uh, about 20 of them here on this list. Uh, and if you, if you think of any, or if you have stumbled across any, you let me know. Cause I know there's some weird ones out there. Here's one, uh, old miss and Mississippi state battle every year for the golden egg. That's a strange looking trophy. <laughs> the golden egg. Apparently 
The trophy was originally crafted in the shape of a football, but footballs in the early 1900s were rounder than they are today. So the trophy actually looks like the golden egg than a brass football, and that's why the name has been called the Egg Bowl since 1979. Yeah, I mean, it's not hideous. No, nah, it's not the worst-looking thing. But it just, you know, like, when you look at it, you don't think football, I guess. Like, you wonder what that is <laughs> on the top, but, oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very interesting look. Uh, the Land of Lincoln Trophy. It's Illinois and Northwestern. Uh, apparently, this is a bronze stovepipe hat and represents the home state of Abraham Lincoln of Illinois. Ugh. Do you know where Lincoln was born? No. Kentucky. My poor guy. <laughs> Our apologies <laughs> to Bobby Blaze. No, uh, Bobby would agree, probably. He loves Kentucky, but he would also Look at, look at the giant stovepipe hat. The land of Lincoln. That's... Isn't Northwestern in Ohio? Well, that might, yeah, but maybe it's like right on the border or something. Yeah, it is up there. It's in the northwestern part yeah, of Ohio. Cause yeah, because they're relatively, geographically, relatively close to one another. So that's uh, not the best looking piece of hardware. No, not at all. Uh, here's you one. The Chancellor Spurs, Texas and Texas Tech. I mean, this is a kind of a dead giveaway here. They're battling over the Spurs. Ugh. Only in Texas. I'm sorry, anyone from Texas, but only there. Yeah. Playing love letters or what? Ah, uh, pop-ups. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Ad blocker, baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the... That's, I mean, I guess, like I said, considering where it's coming from, I guess it sort of makes sense, but it's an odd thing to give as a, it's not very trophy-like. But then I'm not a Texan, so. Yeah, I mean, Spurs to everyone outside of the Midwest probably look kind of dumb. <laughs> the other thing about that is uh, you have to assume there's a lot of Texas Tech blood on those things because they've been getting hammered in that series. Yeah, really. What's the record? 50 to 16. <laughs> yeah, that ain't good. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty terrible record there. All right. The bronze boot. Colorado statue or Colorado State versus Wyoming. Wow. Yeah, I butchered that one. But the bronze boot, or as you all say up in Canada, le bronze boot. What's that boot to boot, eh? And what's the boot? What's it all about? That's a not a, a no offense again, but it just looks funny to me. <laughs> They're battling over a boot. It's like a wrestling boot. It really you know, does. It, it really like does. the top, the top portion, like you know, from the ankle up. Ever, yeah, no, that's just a weird thing to. Apparently, according to this, the two schools are sixty-five miles apart across the border, and the name was given to the rivalry. The boot was worn by Vietnam War and arm... Um, the boot was worn in the Vietnam War by Army Captain Daniel J. Romero, an ROTC instructor at Colorado State. Okay, so that's... How is... So they haven't they have only been playing for this thing for the last... Even though their record... 58, 45, and 5. But well, been, the trophy is, is relatively... The trophy's only been around since the, like, I guess at the earliest, yeah. mid-60s. Yeah, because apparently this started back in 1899. Yeah, that's why I'm sort of... What did they play for before that? 
Pride. <laughs> yeah, chicks. <laughs> Booze. Well, that's possible. Whitney probably... Boggess's meatballs. <laughs> God, you said meatballs. TR's I didn't see where you were going there. TR's coat. <laughs> Did you speaking of TR's coat? And they actually realized that they could just share it. Everyone fits in it. Speaking of TR's coat, did you see they're turning that into a, a major motion picture? <laughs> oh, are they now? Yeah, the Fellowship of the Coat. Oh, God bless. <laughs> five Philadelphia, five normal Philadelphians try to get the coat from uh, back, from New Deptford back to uh, Delco. Back, back to Delco. <laughs> <laughs> They have to squeak. They have to squeak through Mount Doom. One of them is Karen. I know that. That leaked. <laughs> you caught me mid cough. Do that. Yeah, that, that leaked out that Karen was one of the five in the Fellowship of the Coat. The others uh, pending. Scamuffa <laughs> might be another one, maybe. Possibly. Jeff Simmons reprises his role. <laughs> All right. You know. You know. You know who's playing Gollum, right? Well, of course. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. All right. Floyd of Rosedale, Iowa and Minnesota. All this right. is a big prize hog. Now, is that one of like their hottest woman or what? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I'm a, who plays for a pig trophy where the back All end right. of it looks more like an elephant than a pig? The- the rivalry between these two schools started in the first meeting in 1891. The tradition of playing for a pig began in 1935 when the governor of Minnesota bet the governor of Iowa, uh, and they made a bet for a prize hog from the losing state. Minnesota won the game. The pig was named Floyd of Rosedale after Governor Floyd B. Olson. Now the two teams play for a bronze trophy of Floyd. Okay, so in other words, the state of Minnesota wanted a, a prize hog. Because I don't, I mean, I don't know, Minnesota known for its hogs? Nah, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, not that I'm aware of, so maybe that's makes a tiny bit of sense. And Iowa's got lots of hogs? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, their, I don't know their dating records down there, but. I mean, I always uh, thought Arkansas was like, you know, the Razorback. That's the Razorback state, so. Right, fair enough. That's an ugly trophy, though. It I, is. And, very hideous. Yeah, that's well, not. And they're only going to get worse from here. <laughs> the bronze stalk, Ball State in Northern Illinois, and the bronze stalk represents the prevalence of corn as a crop in both Illinois and Indiana. Yep, it's a bronze corn stalk. <laughs> I like it the looks... base of the trophy, though. Yeah, but you know what it looks like? It looks like something you'd see in a like when somebody was trying to sell their house and somebody came in and staged it to make yeah. it look you know and it was sitting in a corner as a piece of art or something yeah like oh what's that <laughs> oh that's in like and the way that guy's holding it geez you like what are the what's it made out of because that must be pretty sturdy that top part that he can hold on to it like that yeah it looks like it it's ugly the 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 <laughs> The bottom base part nice. of it isn't. Yeah, the yeah. base is nice, but the other part, well, it's not ugly. It's just weird. I've been playing for corn. Well, well. corn to milk. <laughs> Boise State, Fresno State, the milk can. Okay, this I don't understand at all either. They played Sorry. their first game in 1977, but only faced each other two more times before 2001. 
when Boise State moved to the WAC. The Milk Can Trophy was first awarded in 2006. Now, I got to say, in my neck of the woods, that's not a milk can. That's a cream can. Yeah, it looks more like cream. But, uh, again, uh, does it appears that maybe names are on that thing of some sort? Like there's some kind of writing on it, or am I not? I can't really tell, honestly. I mean, there could be. It's it's not a great picture of it. I mean the only the only way I'm I'm on board with this one is if that thing inside is stainless steel and you can pour beer in it and drink out of it. <laughs> then I'm on board, and I'm, yeah. then I then I understand why the college guys want it so bad. Well, more jugs, the little brown jug, the Michigan Minnesota rivalry. This dates back to 1892. The trophy came into play 11 years later when Michigan head coach Fielding Yost. Had a team manager buy water jug in fear that Minnesota wouldn't provide the team with clean water. Michigan ended up leaving the jug behind. The Minnesota athletics director wrote the results of the game, a 6-6 tie on the side. The next time Michigan returned, they left with the jug, which has been the rivalry trophy ever since. Now, the fact that Michigan actually leads the series is almost amazing to me. 74, 25, and 3. I have to assume most of that happened in the early part of the 20th century. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the late 19th. (laughs) Um, Again, okay, there's a lot of... I I get the history on that one, so that sort of makes sense. Uh, It's kind of ugly, though. Um, Although, if that's the original thing... I It'd assume. be cool if it was, but I just got a feeling it's not. Yeah, because if it was the original thing, I mean, and that's what it, you know, it's, that's what it says. It doesn't say it's a mock. I mean, that would be pretty cool, although you'd be surprised they'd let them handle it. Yeah. Because college kids would, well, Do male, males thing. playing sports would drop it at some point. It would yeah. just happen. So, yeah. All right. Uh, our next one, the... Okie Finoki or Florida and Georgia. Uh, this is what it says. It's a huge or. Jesus Christ. The two schools disagree on when the rivalry actually began. Georgia says 1904 against a school called University of Florida, a different institution from the modern University of Florida. The ore was carved from a thousand-year-old tree from the Okie Finoki swamp that lies on the border of the two states and was donated to the school, anonymously donated to the school in 2009. You want to hear a horrific joke about the University of Florida? Sure. I won't say what show I was watching, but uh, the kid was supposed to go to summer camp, and he wanted to go to space camp. Yeah. But he's not, but he's not too bright. And the dad says, well, we'll give you a try in space camp, but if it doesn't pan out, we're going to drop you off at that school for the challenged. And his wife looks at him and says, uh, Peter, that was the University of Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> Family guy. Oh, I loved it. it was uh, of course you did. All right. Hey, the uh, the next one, Paul Bunyan's Axe, Wisconsin and Minnesota. They play, first played in 1890 and have played every year since except 1906. It is the most most played Division One college football rivalry. Their first trophy was the slab of bacon, but it was lost in 1943. Paul Bunyan's axe was introduced five years later. Translation, somebody ate it. Yeah, somebody got hungry. And I don't know, man. 
the best thing you can think of to play for is the imaginary object of an imaginary character. Wow. At least it's not the blue ox they're playing for. Well, you know, they could play for, like, you know, I don't know what, Elmer Fudd's hat. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> We're playing for the hat. <laughs> the Bugs, you know, the Bugs Bunny carrot bowl. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hold your water. Here we go. We go from Paul Bunyan's axe to the Paul Bunyan trophy. Now Michigan, we see why. Michigan and Michigan State. They first played in 1898. The four-foot-tall Paul Bunyan statue was presented by the state's governor, G. Menon Williams, when Michigan State joined the Big Ten. Now, by rights, the Paul Bunyan trophy should be huge. You would think that. Like, logically, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and why is that? Why is Babe getting such short shrift here? He really is, isn't he? I feel like somehow that, that that's wrong somehow. Every time I hear Paul Bunyan, all I can think of is Scott Norton and John Nord on uh, WCW Saturday Night when John Nord cuts the promo about uh, they were lumberjacks and Scott Norton apparently ate like more pancakes than any human being ever. <laughs> it's not hard to believe. Oh my god, it was like the funniest promo I've ever heard. It was hilarious. All right, next one. The Iron Skillet, TCU and SMU. Of course, the Christians are playing for the skillet. I apologize if that offends anyone. (laughs) I I fail to see the humor in that. The Protestants love their fried food down here. (laughs) All right. All right, uh, Southern Methodist Texas Christian first played in 1915. It could be. It could be. And they met almost every year since then. Those bastards. How did they? Mystery solved, people. Oh man. We're either gonna we're either gonna have people rolling or people are gonna be like turning this off or going to hell. Uh, okay. Already there. So yeah, really sorry. SMU and Texas Christian first played in nineteen fifteen and met Almost every year since, it was rumored the Iron Skillet originated in 46 when a TCU fan saw an SMU fan frying frog legs in a skillet prior to the game and said the Iron Pan should go to the winner of the game. Yeah, see, and the skillet was 46 and the bacon went missing in 43. It all makes sense. It, it, you know, it's all adding up now. I think we've solved this mystery. Now, Texas... you the unsolved the, mystery music. <laughs> Texas Christian University is what religion? Oh, I think Protestant. I mean, Uh, okay. I mean, Southern Methodist is fairly self-explanatory, but... Uh, TCU, um, Texas Christian. I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, It's down in Fort Worth. Uh, I'm not sure. It was uh, affiliated by the Disciples of Christ. Okay, uh, that means nothing yeah. to me. Uh, mainline Protestant. All right. So just again, curious. So that explains why they're messing it up with the Methodists. In other words, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't get into all that. So. I, mean, I, I somehow feel like Notre Dame should be included in this somehow. <laughs> they should just do a battle of the Christians, the Christian schools, and the Catholic no, schools, and all that. Notre Dame, and they play for the Pope's robe. <laughs> The Pope's ring or something. No, no, no the Pope, the Pope mobile. They should play for the Pope mobile. <laughs> oh 
Christ, that bog is uh, around downtown Shinston in the Pope Mobile. Uh, I, I would pay. Some. Oh no, I would. I take that back. It wouldn't be Ed. It'd be Jad. would be driving that thing. Yeah, through puddles, <laughs> splashing the non-believers. The keg of nails is next on our list. Oh, funny. We go from the Pope and Jesus to nails. How about that? God bless. We are going straight to hell. (laughs) Keg of nails, Louisville and Cincinnati. Uh, This rivalry began in 1929 and has spanned four different athletic conferences. The keg is a replica of a nail keg that is represented by the fact that the players on the winning team are tough as nails. Lord. I think that's a cleverly disguised keg myself. <laughs> I do like that they have the uh, the names on it there. The, the, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool looking. All, yeah, all I, I honestly don't yeah. hate it. Like, I, I that's supposed to be a bad one, but I'm like, yeah, that, that yeah, one. Don't, no, that, that one's one. not that bad. Yeah, uh, this one I don't know. This one, eh, yeah, this one maybe not be that bad. Uh, Fresno State and San Diego State, the old oil can. They first started playing in 1923. Uh, they didn't get a trophy, though, until 2011. The oil can was found at San Diego State construction site and appeared to have come from Fresno in the 1930s, likely from a Fresno State fan who traveled to see the game. I, uh, That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but to me it looks like a pail of paint. Yeah, I could see that. But they like, do, I, I don't think yeah, it's Maybe I'm a sucker for, for them just, like, putting stuff on the side of it. Well, it makes it cooler when there's something on the side. I, I'm with you on that one. All right, well, this next one is stupid. <laughs> just going to say it. The Wagon Wheel. Old Crow Medicine Show. Cue it. Uh, University of Akron and Kent State. They're 10 miles apart. And they first played in 1923, and the wheel was introduced in 46. It was said to have come from the horse-drawn wagon of John B- John Butchell, who established Akron in 1872. Oh, boy. A wagon wheel. Rock me like a wagon wheel. Well, there's only one. I mean, if, if I have to look at wagon wheels, I want those ones you can eat at least. Yeah. You know, like the, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You know, the, 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 the cheesy confectionery item. But yes, Hey, uh, mama, rock me. Um, I don't know. Kent State's known for one thing, in my opinion. And it's, yeah, not, a good, it's, not, a good and it's not a good thing, and we'll leave it at that. Yep. Uh, next one, platypus. You heard me. Oregon and Oregon State Civil War rivalry began in 1894. Fifth most played college football game and rivalry game in college football. The platypus trophy tradition began in 1959. The animal is supposed to be a combination of the duck and the beaver, the two school mascots. Okay. Like when I hear that, I'm like, that's cool because platypuses in the real world are awesome. Cool creatures. ain't. But that trophy looks like something looks like somebody. A pile of goo. It looks like something somebody's soccer mom made at a ceramics class. Yeah. That she was half drunk for. Yeah, it looks like like what happened whenever you know during that pottery scene in Ghost. I mean, in no universe does that resemble a platypus. No. It looks like it looks like a duck bill and a snail head on the other side. Yeah, it looks pretty awful. It's I'm, I'm... gross, and if you winning that. Is not cool, but I'm sure Oregon State probably ain't. Well, 63 and 47 is not That's actually closer than you think. Uh, Yeah, surprising, actually. A few more to go here. The Old Oaken Bucket, Indiana and Purdue. 
They're known for their basketball rivalry, but their football teams are also competitive. Uh, they started playing for the old <laughs> Oaken Bucket. <laughs> Only against each other. Yeah, really. In 1925, the inaugural game ended in a 0-0 tie, resulting in the large IP on the handle of the bucket. There you go. I mean, that to me is either a, bu- is either a barrel of beans or whiskey. I and if it's well, made of oak, it's quite possibly could have been. I don't know. Looks like one of oh. those things that you get the candy out of at a Cracker Barrel. Well, we don't have Cracker Barrel. Yeah, you're so. lost on that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, um, that's. I just it just looks like yeah. I don't know. Not that. Not not horrible, but no, not let's, very good let's either. go to the next one. USC and Notre Dame, the jeweled shillelagh. The is only that reason, what, is that literally, what the them? only reason I know how to pronounce that is because of pro wrestling. So thank you, Finley. Uh, Notre Dame and USC began their rivalry in 1926. They played for a shillelagh, which is an Irish club. Each time the team wins, their respective jewel is added to the trophy. USC's is a ruby. Notre Dame's is an emerald shamrock. Notre Dame leads 46 to 37. Well, you know what that looks like to me. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Petrified mammoth penis. Yes. Something like that. It looks terrible. I don't know why anybody would want to play for that. (laughs) Nope. All right. Two more. <laughs> uh, Illinois, Ohio State, the Illy Buck. The Illinois rivalry, Ohio State, dates back to 1903 when the teams played their game. The tradition of the Illy Buck began in 1925 when the trophy was originally a live turtle, meant to symbolize the lifelong of uh, the long life of the rivalry. Since the original turtle died, he's been replaced with a wooden replica. Since the original turtle was eaten by soup aficionados, uh, apparently the uh, you know the uh, the Christians were needing a uh, some turtle soup, so bacon <laughs> an appetizer for that bacon. Yes, uh, oh, with their iron skillet. I'm sorry, that's uh, I mean the history is kind of cool, but that's ugly. Yeah. Sorry. And finally, the last one, the troll Concordia Moorhead versus Saint Olaf. Concordia and St. Olaf have competed for the Troll, and it's known as the ugliest rivalry trophy in college football since 1974. The Troll was made out of moss and pine cones from a mountain in Norwegia. It was received widespread attention after being featured on College Game Day in 2013. And that thing is hideous. Two things immediately jump out at me from this one. First of all, I want to go to any school called Moorhead. I am so about that. <laughs> well, I disagree with you. I'm definitely about that. And when I see St. Olaf, that just makes me think of Betty White on Golden uh, Girls, Girls and her, her cousin Olaf. Not her cousin. It was her hometown. Her, oh, well, who was, the, who, was her hometown. who was the guy? Sven? Yeah, well, she had somebody that was all, she was always bringing up. As, oh, she had like, dude, she had like crazy family members. It was like... Big and little Gustav, uh, her cousin Sven. I don't know. Well, that's what I, I mean. St. Olaf's makes me think of her, but good lord, why? Ugh, just, you know, it looks like a grade six art project gone wrong. Yeah, in all the wrong directions. But, but yeah, yeah, and not in a good uh, way. Yeah, that's not really very cool. But there's anyway. some more of these out there. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, the, the Black Diamond's the one I remember from Virginia Tech and West Virginia. I was gonna uh, say there's a lot of there's a lot of schools like you know Kansas Kansas State 
yeah. all kinds of schools like that that must have something you would think just those maybe are just not one well stand known. out as like what in the blue hell were they thinking you know well this is, I mean, it's college sports and you know no offense to the young people in the world but who else is quicker to get behind something goofy than kids i mean yeah that's... And, and do they really need motivation to want to win a game i mean honestly well, if you go to Moorhead, you might be kind of wore <laughs> Where do you go to school? Moorhead. Can I enroll? No. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll talk about that later. But where did you go to school? <laughs> I got a PhD in Moorhead. <laughs> oh, God bless you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like, can I propose? <laughs> yeah, where do I sign up? Oh, man, I'm going to, yeah. All right, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Speaking of, if you need more head, you need to head on over to stripcamfund.com. There we go. That is a segue. Yes, it is. Let's head on over to stripcamfund.com now. You can take care of all these problems that you uh, need to take care of. On the other side, Tim and I will be discussing last week in football, and then we'll be looking at this week as we make our picks against the spread coming up. And we'll get there right after this. Stay tuned. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On stripcamfun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. Thanks again to stripcamfun.com, our wonderful sponsors. Where if you want to attend the University of Moorhead, that's where you need to go. Stripcamfun.com. All right. Switching gears. As How have, is it that women are listening to this? They they love it. Uh Let's uh, let's switch gears. We're gonna head over now to um, the world of the NFL. What so, a weird, what a weird week last week was. The NFL's just been weird in general. If that makes sense, it's it's been. Yeah, well, even last week, even the teams that we thought were gonna win, most of them, even though they did win, it was the way they won. You know, missed field goals. And yeah, I mean, all this kind of stuff. It was close there. the The first half of the day, wild finishes all day long. Let's let's go ahead and start with uh, the Thursday night game, which was um, really terrible. It was my I equate it to the NFL's version of a JV game, but it actually got interesting towards the end. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, 22-21 to 21 over the New York Giants. The Eagles move to 2-4-1. and one. Giants fall to 1-6. and six. You know what's going to happen in this division? And we'll get Some, to that when we get to somebody's next gonna, week. Somebody's going to get in with like five wins. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not going to be far from it. Uh, it, and, it <laughs> I mean, this game here pretty much shows you that the Eagles and the Giants don't really have a whole lot in between them. No, they really don't. And if the Giants had a quarterback that could throw the football, 
or maybe not a quarterback, but an offense that could throw the football. They need an offensive line in the worst way. Their running backs aren't going anywhere. They can't get the ball to their receivers. Daniel Jones is running for his life. Their offensive line is just terrible. And yet they still, you know, late charge by the Eagles or else the Giants won that game. Yeah, so, the Giants had it won, looked like. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, that just – the Eagles are the best of the worst in the East? I, it seems that way. I guess. It, we all thought it was going to be the Cowboys, and now – Well, it might have been – Pre Prescott, but without them, they're they don't even they got nothing. And then Dalton goes down, which we'll get to. But I mean, yeah, it, just not good. Just not good. No, not good at all. Um, well, let's move to Sunday. This one was uh, quite the ball game. Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans, twenty-seven twenty-four, the final. Steelers get the win. Uh, Steelers for real this year. Good defense. Well, great defense, actually, to be honest. Yeah, uh, they, they seem really legit, and they and have a some, solid, uh, o- solid offense, and they have found some great receivers. I mean, Juju is what Juju is. Deontay Johnson's played well. Chase Claypool has stepped up. James great. Connor's running the ball well. Great Canadian, that Claypool. Great Canadian. <laughs> but yeah, Steelers look legit, and they're the only undefeated team left in the league right now, six and zero. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, seems to have just well a little bit of luck in that one, mind you. But oh yeah, absolutely. You know that should have been a tie game at, the, at least. They still might have won it, I guess. But um, yeah, Steelers are got it going on. Yeah, and they do it on the road too, which was wild. That's a tough place to get a win, Tennessee. Okay, uh, so, so big win there for Pittsburgh, and we'll see where they go from there. All right, the uh, oh. <laughs> the football team. Beats the Cowboys twenty-five to three. Okay. Now, go ahead. As, every, as everyone knows, I am a Cowboy fan, but my God, like, okay, I didn't really expect them to put up much of a fight without your starting quarterback. I understand that, I'm willing to cut them some slack, but this was past pathetic. I don't even. I mean, this is a team where your quarterback gives himself up. Slides in for, you know, after a run, gets absolutely clobbered while he's laying on the ground practically, and nobody cared. Nobody moved. Nobody defended him. Nobody stood up for him. That tells you a lot about whatever is going on in Big D. They gave up. That at least half of it is in the dressing room because you don't let somebody wallop your quarterback like that. My God. I, I feel like they gave up. I really do. I feel like well, they may yeah. they may realize that the, I mean nobody is expecting them to win now, and they've got the built-in excuse for not winning. But Jesus, man, like I'd been embarrassed if I'd have played for that team after that. Disp- I mean, did you? I mean, look at their total yards for that game. Lo- total- lowest they've had since two thousand and one. Fifty-nine total passing yards. One hundred forty-two total net yards. Yeah, fifty-nine net yards passing. Good Lord, Nate, you and I could probably hook up for 59 yards. 59 (laughs) one-yard plays, and we could probably manage it. Yeah, yeah, it might take a while, but we'll get it. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's not even an effort. I don't know what you call it. Embarrassing, pathetic. 
uh, it isn't going to matter because the Eagles play the Cowboys this week and they're going to kill them. And the Eagles will be winning the division and will probably end up, it'll probably come down to uh, the Eagles versus Washington whenever they play again. And the winner is probably going to win the division. Yeah, it seems that way. Pretty sad. NFC East is in uh, big trouble. Big, big trouble. It is a mess. Well, let's go here now. The Bills, 18, Jets, 10. Uh, Bills win, but not in the fashion that I thought they would. I thought they'd uh, run the score up and score a lot. But no, 18-10 was the final. It was a pretty ugly game, and the Bills can be thankful that the Jets are as bad as they are. 0-7, second time in franchise history. The Jets because are- the Bills didn't really play all that well, to be honest. My God, they were losing at the half. Yeah, they were. So, I mean, but I, I watched this game because, well, in full disclosure, we had a few dollars riding on it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. And, and it was an ugly game, and it was in doubt till nearly the end. The parlay, the parlay boy here hit it again. Yeah. So Nathan, king of the parlay. I mean, how many guys can actually say they've hit a five-team parlay? I don't know, but I did. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, I've done it a few, done it a few times. I've a three-team one, sure, but five? I mean, I'm sure people have done it, but that's not a regular occurrence. Yeah. But regardless, ugly game. Uh, I mean, good for the Bills. You know, five and two is five and two, I guess. But and I don't know. I'm uh, again. Josh Darnold just does not seem. Sam Darnold. Or Sam Darnold. Sorry, I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. Sam Darnold just. Uh, I don't know. Now, granted. He's playing behind the offensive Tell line. Him, get that kid somewhere else. I think he. I think he's yeah. Good. I mean, I really do. I mean, twelve of twenty-three, but he was sacked six times, and I believe, if I am correct, I might be off one way or the other with a number, a couple numbers. But he was sacked six times. He was hurried like eleven and knocked down yeah. like twelve or something. Yeah. I mean, he's got no time to do anything. No, he's hiking the ball and he's running. That's all he can do. And, when he's got first, chance, and when he's got a chance to throw, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, because if his first guy's not wide open, he hasn't got time to look for yeah. anybody else, he and he's on the run. He can't go through progression. No. So, I mean, whether he's going to pan out or not, who knows, but it's probably, healthy, maybe. It's probably not going to be there, and how in the hell does their head coach still have his job? It makes no sense. I, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I mean, and you may think he – I mean, I don't know that much about the man – but 0-7 is still 0-7. And Maybe they're tanking for Trevor. I don't know. But rumor has it, they may not even – he may not even come out. Well, as I, to, well the number one pick. as I told you, that onion about uh, you know, Adam Gase refuses to say whether it's too soon to start planning to ruin Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's so true. He's like, we don't know yet. We – <laughs> well, the thing about that, too, is, I mean, Trevor Lawrence can stay in college if he wants to. I guess that's his right. He's still going to get drafted by a shitty team. It isn't going to make any difference. Yeah, it might just not be not the Jets. Just, but, but the Jets. <laughs> well, like, I would, you know what? I think if you really didn't want to go there in this day and age, you can just tell them. So look, you can draft me if you want, but I'm not signing. I won't play for you, so don't waste your time. Eli did it. Elway did it. It's been mm-hmm. done lots of times, and that was before it was cool. Now the precedent is well set. I don't want to play for your shitty organization, and I'm not going to, so don't draft me. Maybe they draft him and trade him or whatever, but Maybe. can't blame him for not wanting to go there. It's a mess. Nobody wants to go there. Everybody's wanting out of there. Um, 
Next, Panthers Saints. Uh, Saints win again, 27-24. They are a very quiet four and two. The Saints are, and they're yeah, a team that they get a little momentum. You got to look out for them. That was a weird game. It was very strange game. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what to take away from that game because uh, the Saints are yeah, good but not great. If that's maybe as much as I can get from that. Yeah, I can see that. I don't really know because, I mean, they kind of, you know, skin of their teeth on that one, too. Well, they win, though, so I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, 4-2 and two is 4-2, and two, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, here's one, the uh, Packers and the Texans, and uh, the Packers are just handling business now. Well, we told you. 20. We told you last week that there was no way Aaron Rodgers was going to sit on that god-awful performance two weeks ago. No, and he didn't. And he didn't. And now there's talk that um, Will Fuller wants out. That Will, if Will Fuller goes to well, then that he wants to go to Green Bay. Now, if he if Green Bay gets Will Fuller, good God, look out! The only problem with Will Fuller is can he stay healthy? He he is a great receiver and a great player, but can he stay healthy? That's fair really the, fair enough. But I mean, that's a target. They don't even need in Green Bay, really. Honestly, Green Bay's been doing it with lackluster wide receivers for years now. Devontae Parker is really the best thing they've got. Uh, or, excuse me, not Devontae Parker, but um, Devontae Adams. It's about the best thing they've got going right now. Yeah, they've, um, they've never really had a – When's the, who's the last big-name receiver they've ever had? Uh, I mean, Adams has been there for a while. Jordy Nelson was a big Jordy, deal. Jordy once Nelson was good, yeah. He was good, but once he left there, he didn't do anything. Um. Yeah, they had Donald Driver for all those years. Yeah, he was fairly decent, but I mean, they they've got no like. Again, they don't have a name that immediately jumps into your yeah. head. I oh, mean, yeah, okay. they had Randall Cobb was was all right there for a while, and you know they've got Valdez Scant there, and yeah, uh, every, everybody that leaves there though ends up they go nowhere there. and they do nothing. Yeah, so then you got to wonder, okay, is it because they were good or was it because Aaron Rodgers? Kind of like good. Pierre Garcon and Austin Colley when they left uh, Indianapolis with Peyton Manning and got a bunch of money and didn't do. Uh, Fair, didn't do... Fair it, enough. It depends yeah. on the system, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, some guys just don't fit in or or, or just don't have the skill set to play in certain systems. It's just the way it is. Yeah, so Green Bay wins, a uh, big win for them. Big win for the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield starts out the game looking like uh, the Browns' season is slowly crumbling and then perfect for the rest of the way. It just I don't know. Perfect. He's got to be the only guy I know, and I think we even talked about it last week, that it doesn't matter what he does, he gets shit on. Yeah. They're 5-2. Five, they're five yeah, and this is the best team they've had in how long? I mean, he was uh, 22 or 28, five touchdowns. I mean, what the hell more do you want from this guy? I mean, okay, it's only the Bengals. I'll give you that. But there was a time when Cleveland would have been beat by Cincinnati. So, like, I don't understand. Yeah, he makes mistakes. Uh, you know, so did Brett Favre. A lot of guys make mistakes, but are you winning? Yeah, I mean, there Brett Favre used to throw the odd pick here and there, too. Odd to, pick? Yeah, well, I'm being, I'm being kind. <laughs> but I can live with an interception or two if you throw five touchdown passes. Yeah, I'm not gonna, if you throw you five touchdowns, I'll, I'll allow a pick here or there. Yeah, I, I can live with that. So I think fans in Cleveland thought somehow they, they were going to go from 
zero and sixteen to sixteen and zero, and take your five and two and quit your whining. Yeah, really, five and two is uh, great at this point. Uh, Joe Burrow, I'm impressed. He he's going to be something. They Cincinnati's <laughs> close, man. They are close. Joe Burrow is is reminds me of the guy from the Chargers in that if he was playing behind a team that was any better, you, you know they're no they're no they don't lose because of him. Let's put yeah, it that way. They don't. All right, now then we got to talk about this. <laughs> this is what I've got to talk about. Detroit beats Atlanta twenty-three to twenty-two, <laughs> and the Falcons find yet another way to lose. The Falcons. If you miss this, go back and watch it. It's the most unbelievable finish to a football game I've ever seen. The Falcons lost on a go-ahead touchdown. <laughs> they're they're utterly amazing. Did they not, but did they? But didn't they? Uh, Todd Gurley runs like all they have to do. They're within field goal distance. They're first and goal with over a minute to go. Yeah, but, all right, they have but, to do, but they don't need the field goal either. Yeah, they do. They were down one. They were down one. Oh, okay. But still. All right. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Goal, right, they, were, right, okay. they were within, you know, five yards. So yeah, they, they could have kicked it for the 10. All he had to do was fall down, and Detroit had no timeouts. They kicked the field goal. They win the game. Gurley. They let him score. He falls into the end zone. He tries to. Rem- he goes for the end zone, and then he remembers. Oh no! I need to fall. He gets Break there, and he's play. taking that last step, and his brain has done and the math. And they go up, and they go up twenty-two sixteen. But now the Lions have a chance to go down and score. So they go down. Stafford, last play of the game, throws a game-winning touchdown. They make the extra point. They win. The Falcons are the greatest team at giving away games that I have ever seen. It is incredible. They have got to hold the modern-day franchise record for blown leads. Well, I mean, it goes back to the Super Bowl where they blew the lead against the Patriots, and it has not let up. Well, it's not like they they go ahead, you know, 10-0 in the first quarter and then lose a game. No, this is like last drive. Yeah, you know, it's in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and they've, they've blown... 14 and 20 point leads in fourth yeah. quarters. It's insane. And, and it's I mean, almost so, like we're watching them going, okay, how are they going to blow it this week? All right. You guys thought that, 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 that goof we made last week was unbelievable. Wait till you watch this. We've been working on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they fired their coach, so you they can't are, blame them anymore. Betting, they are a betting man's worst nightmare are the Atlanta Falcons. You I mean, about the only thing you might get on the Falcons is the over. Yeah, they're usually going to score. I don't know. I don't think they would have even gotten the over on this. No, one. that game I don't think they would have. But generally speaking, they usually get in shootouts. So yeah. All right. Well, here's uh, here's one. Thirty nine, twenty nine. Chargers beat the Jags. Justin Herbert had a great day, and actually had the most rushing yards by a quarterback in Chargers history with sixty six. Believe That's- it or not. That tells you about the unbelievable unmobility of Philip Rivers. Right, very true. But man, I tell you what, I like Herbert. I like Keenan Allen. They get Austin Eckler back. I'm a fan of his. Man, this Chargers team, they're they're a team that's like they're gonna be good here sooner rather than later, in my opinion. I mean, I th- I think we can probably look for uh uh Gardner Minshew should be appearing on AEW Dynamite anytime. <laughs> 
Either that or he'll be on like Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> Mass Singer or something. The Mass Porn Star, because he looks like one. He's, man, he's, he's I, again, I'm just not sold on that guy. Uh, nope. Now, I think they might I'll have tell you what, the, the, Jaguars, the Jaguars do have a stud at running back, and that's James Robinson. That dude is a beast. I'm, I can see why they cut Fournette. Robinson is a beast. Right. Uh, yeah, I got no problem with that move, but that's not their. That's not their problem in that team. No, it's not. They, they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, they they don't have a quarterback. I'm going to call it. Tampa that Bay, guy. 45. John Gruden's Raiders, 22nd. No, and everyone with a brain was pleased. <laughs> there was much rejoicing in the land, in the land of Gruden haters, which uh, I am. Brady. Which I live there. Oh, so. yes. Tom, Tom Brady in seven games. 18 passing touchdowns, the most by a Tampa quarterback of all time. So the now the, games. The, the question begs asking, Bill Belichick the greatness? Or perhaps Tom Brady the, the better, the, the bigger sum of equals in that in- equation? Man, I still maintain it was both of them. Like you well, can't it was have both. Yeah, it was both of them. But I'm saying it used to be. Well, Belichick can get anybody to do that. Okay. Well, we're seeing that maybe he can't. So perhaps Tom Brady yeah. was a little bit more of that equation than people give him credit for. for. I mean, the Bucks even, are five two, and uh, rolling, rolling into next job, week. We got, we got the Monday night game next week against the Giants. So, uh, well, Cam Newton's probably not won't be starting the next game for the Patriots. Doesn't so seem that way. Speaking of which, Patriots Niners thirty three to six. Niners beat the Pats. Um, Niners starting. Niners starting to look good again, though. Starting yeah, they got. Every, they're starting to get people year. back. Starting to get people yeah. back. Starting to look like a team again. Uh, Patriots two and four. First time since the year two thousand. Uh, I, I believe our our my prediction for them was that they were going to feel some pain this year for the first time in a long, long time. Well, they and they did. Uh, they are. They are. So. Brady's doing well in Tampa. Happy to see it as a Tampa fan. And I love watching John Gruden lose. It makes me happy. And, uh, you know, Patriots. See, there's the, so there's the the Browns fans. Have a look at Bucks fans. Five and two. Quit complaining. Life is good. Oh, it is. I mean, we should be six and one. But you know what? Yeah. I'm not even mad. Five and two, I'm happy. How long I'm did very... it take you to get to five and two last year? Shit. We never got to five and two last year. Okay. How long did it take you to get to five wins last year? Shit. <laughs> December. <laughs> so I mean, no, I'm very happy with my football team right now. So I'm very, very. They, happy. they look and they're and they look pretty good. I I, I like defense has surprised me more than anything. I like the that he called them out. Well. Yeah, I like that he called them out. Whatever it was, I think two weeks ago. Yeah, too many penalties, or maybe it was three weeks ago. Too many penalties, and they play the next game, no penalties. Right. Funny, funny how that works. I love the fact that he's holding them accountable. Good, do it. Well, he who's going to argue with him? Exactly. Going to say, well, Tom, I don't think you've had much success. And uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown coming in soon. Another uh, yeah, weapon. Yeah, low, low risk. Low risk, high reward. Uh, yeah, possibly, or maybe. And if he gets out of line, Arians already said if he starts being a distraction, he's gone. Or and it might yeah it might be much ado about nothing. I mean, how long has it been since Antonio Brown's played? Played last year at the beginning of the year really? with the Patriots, yeah. And actually, oh, right, oh, yeah, and, then, yeah, and then got and then got axed for, because he got into trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, um, yeah. Man. Who knows? 
Gronk has looked good these past couple of games. So I'm well, he's starting to get that. his legs back. Yeah. Those guys, those, that's the scary thing is I think the Tampa Bay is just going to get better. I think. They have. From week one to now, they look like a completely different ball club. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm bobbing on my knob of my Tampa Bay boys. I can't help it. That's uh, all right. They beat the Raiders. We can allow it. Chiefs Broncos. Kansas City wins 10 straight against the <laughs> Broncos. They're 43 to 16. Broncos don't have anything really, unfortunately. No, and and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're probably going to win. They're probably going to be a Super Bowl contender. Well, and weird because they, uh, you know, Mahomes didn't really do that much. He didn't have to. I mean, one touchdown. Edward Talier had a nice had a nice game running the ball. Wait they till Leon gets in there to kind of change the pace. Because they got what a rushing touchdown, a throwing touchdown, a special teams touchdown, and a defensive touchdown. They got it from everywhere that yeah, last week. Exactly. So, so nothing crazy there. Uh, Seahawks Cardinals. Now this one was crazy. This was a wild game. Cardinals surprise win against the Seahawks, thirty-seven thirty-four. Tyler Lockett, two hundred receiving yards for the Seahawks. You know, kind of funny. Um, Russell Wilson throws for like just shy of 400 yards, runs for just shy of 100. They lose in overtime. He takes a bunch of heat and then says, I think I probably got to do better. (laughs) What more do you want? What they got to do? Walk on water? I don't know. I mean, throw for 500 and rush for 200 himself? I mean... And you know the crazy part? Now, I say the NFC South is a good division, but, man, the the NFC best division in football. Everybody's over 500. The Cardinals own victories over the 49ers and the Seahawks. They're in and the they driver's win. seat in that division. And I told, and Did win. I not tell you weeks ago? I said, man, I think the Cardinals can win that division. I like their quarterback. He's reminds me. I mean, he's very much like Russell Wilson. He runs good. He throws. I mean, he still makes some mistakes throwing because he's well, young. He's got DeAndre Hopkins too, so that helps. Yeah, that don't hurt. I mean, but they they're dangerous and they never like they just don't quit. They were out of that game for a little bit. Yeah, they got back in it though. Uh, last game from this week: Rams Bears twenty four ten. Rams beat the Bears. Uh, that Bears late touchdown. On the defensive end, gave Nate a nice fantasy football win, but uh, other than that, you know, Rams take care of business at home. They do their thing. Uh, well, Bogus, plug your ears. Uh, sorry, but this is the real Bears team, in my opinion. They all thought Nick Foles was going to save the day. Turns out, he, I don't know, he was horrible. Actually, the whole team was horrible. The defense was horrible. Everything was horrible. They were bad. That was an ugly football game. Yeah, it wasn't really fun to watch. It was one of those. No. Eh. But um, you get yes, waiting that, for something to happen, but nothing ever. Yeah, me too. Um, we'll get to our week eight picks here in a minute. Uh, here we go. Just got this in. Breaking news: Rockets are finalizing a deal to hire the Mavericks assistant Stephen Silas as their head coach. That just came through, literally just mm. a minute ago. So, Rockets have a new head coach now, Stephen Silas. Somewhat interesting. Yes, absolutely. All right, now let's. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick timeout, pay some bills, be right back with our picks, and we'll be back for week eight picks against the spread right after this.
you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Thanks again to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, our wonderful sponsors. They help bring you all the best in all of your needs for the inner nerd. They've got everything you could want. Go check them out. Facebook.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. All kinds of new movie posters coming in as we speak. So go check them out if you're decorating up anytime soon. So much cool stuff over there. The man cave. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Week 8, NFL. Let's take a look at it. We'll start on Thursday. Atlanta is in Carolina. Atlanta plus three. Panthers, baby. Can't pick Atlanta for anything. Man, Atlanta, Atlanta can't keep. It, they've got. They've got. They can't. This can't continue. <laughs> it can't. But that doesn't mean they're going to win the game. Either. Plus three. Plus three. I'll take Atlanta. I really think Atlanta will will cover this one. Good thing we're not betting on that game, eh? Are you damn right. I'm not betting on that game. <laughs> No. Yeah. All I'm right. Like, Pittsburgh in Baltimore. Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Ooh. I'll take this as another game I'm going to avoid next week. Yeah. I don't think I want to touch. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take Pittsburgh, but this could go either way. I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think Baltimore at home will be too much for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's good, but this is going to be their toughest test to date. So we'll see. Yeah, that's that's going to be a close game. This is a game, though. If I'm actually betting, I'm I'm avoiding this game. Yeah, yeah, it's a frightening one. Minnesota at Green Bay. Minnesota plus seven. I'll take Green Bay all day. Hey, Green Bay on that one. That's a that's a gimme. One of the biggest spreads that you'll ever see. Kansas City or the Jets are at Kansas City. The Jets are plus nineteen and a half. And no money line. For no money line. I think in I actually already bet on the Chiefs. You know, I'm not. The Chiefs will win. You will think they they'll cover? win? Will they will cover? They cover? That, that's an in, that's an interesting question because the Chiefs haven't been like they've won a lot of their games, but they haven't been blowouts most of them, except for that last one against Denver. Um, that being said, I'll still take Kansas City, but. Nineteen and a half. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, though. I mean, that's that's one to look at if you got some kind of a gut feeling about. I already put some money on the Chiefs. I think they'll cover. I really do. It's just three touchdowns, and the Jets are aren't that bad. But the, the Jets are bad, though. That is yeah, that is true. I mean. All right. Indiana at Detroit. Indiana or Detroit is plus three. Yeah, you know, I think I'll take Detroit. 
I'm going to take Indiana. Colts Come don't. Off. I don't like the Colts much. They're coming off a of bye week. They're healthy. I'll take the Colts. Uh, Tennessee at Cincinnati. Cincinnati plus six. Yeah, Tennessee, I guess. I like Cincinnati. Cincinnati has covered every game this year but one. I like Cincinnati, but I don't know. Again, Cincinnati has covered every game this year but one. This will be their second that they don't cover. I'm taking Tennessee. Six is not enough. Not enough. Uh, Here's your one. Vegas at Cleveland. Vegas plus two and a half. Another ugly game. Yeah, because you just who's showing up, right? I mean, exactly. are you getting? Yeah, exactly. you know, are you getting the Cleveland Browns from last week or from two weeks ago? Are you getting the Raiders from three weeks ago or the team that played last week? Uh, you know what, though, I'll take Vegas. Going Vegas, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna take. I don't Vegas. like Cleveland here. I, I want to go with Cleveland, but I think uh, just I think they, because they're at home, I think that'll play that'll play a factor in it. Possibly. And now they don't have to worry about Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, mouth. That may be a, a help more than a hindrance. Yeah, despite... They play what better without people, him. Yeah, despite what a lot of people might think, I think he causes a lot of unrest over there. He does. Uh, New England at Buffalo. Buffalo minus three and a half. So New England plus three and a half. Ah, uh, Buffalo. Yeah, taking Buffalo. Give me. Raider, or excuse me. Rams at Dolphins. Dolphins plus four. Now, if this would have been the Dolphins with Fitzmagic, the way he's been playing, I think I probably would have taken Miami. But we happen to know that's not happening, and I'm not sure what to expect from Tua. I mean, he's a got a great skill set and all that, but I just, you know, he's never taken a snap in an NFL game yet. So yeah, he, he played last week. Well, okay, but as a starter. I mean, okay, no, yeah, it's harder. totally different when you're coming in as a okay. hand the ball off to a guy four times. Um, so I don't know what we're going to get there. Uh, the other side of the ball, same story. I mean, Rams are good. Rams, yeah, but they just, they're not like in your face good. I mean, they just kind of, I don't know, Jared Goff. Uh, plays really well, and then you'll see him throw a ball 32 feet from a receiver, and you're like, "What in the hell is he doing?" Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll take the the Rams, but begrudgingly. Remember, I told you on a Monday night that I had a, a bet this week that I liked, uh, but I didn't tell you who. Yeah, this is it. The spread hadn't come out yet. I like Miami on this one plus four, and here's why. Here's why. Tua, Tua has, there's no pro film on him at all. True. They had two weeks off. They're coming off their bye week. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. And the Rams are on a short week. The Rams play at one o'clock on the other side of the country after playing a late night game in my, uh, against, uh, Chicago at home. Okay. The Rams have got a very short week. And they're playing a team that has had two weeks to prepare with a rookie quarterback who they can't study and they can't figure out. Well, I'd say they can figure him out, but they, they don't have film. I'm taking Miami. I like Miami plus four here. Okay. I, would, I, I won't argue, but I'll throw in. Has Miami changed their plays? 
because there's no way they had a whole lot of plays that involved the scrambling running quarterback with Fitzmagic back they may, there. Uh, who knows? We'll have to wait. That, well, they may the have. We don't with, know. With two weeks, they may have because, I mean, two is a scrambler, thrower kind of guy. More, I mean, certainly a lot more mobile than Fitzmagic ever dreamed to be in, even a young version. Um, yeah. I mean, he's got the pedigree. I'll say that for him. Yep, I'm taking him. Fair enough. No argument from me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chargers at Denver. Chargers minus three. I'm going to take the Chargers. I agree. I'm with you on the Chargers. The 49ers are in Seattle. Niners plus three. Ooh. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. That one's a rough one. I that agree. is a tough one. Um, I'm still going to go with Seattle. Yeah, me too. At home, especially, you know, coming off a loss, I don't see Russell Wilson. Uh, He's going he to be a He's going to be ready yeah. to go. Yep. Saints-Bears in Chicago. Chicago plus four. Saints. I'll take the Saints as well. Dallas in Philadelphia. God, this is the Sunday night game. I guess they really don't want people to watch. Uh, oh. Plus three and a half to Dallas. Schedule was made before everyone yeah, realized how they have, bad. But they, they have the right to change. They changed the Tampa game last week. It was M- mind you, mind you, people will watch this game. Yeah, you're probably right. Because half the nation loves the Cowboys and the other half hates them. Or somewhere along those lines. It's a rivalry game, regardless of how good or bad either of them are. They hate each other. Yeah, yes, you're right. Uh, but it ain't going to matter. The Eagles, I mean, unless the Eagles lay a goddamn egg of epic proportion, there's no uh, way that the Cowboys the odds can beat are, the The odds have went up and down. I've seen them here at three and a half. I've seen them at six and a half. I've seen them at seven and a half. I mean, just go check out that that uh, starting Cowboys quarterback. Tell me if you've ever heard the name, because I know I, you haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Brian Danucci or something like that. Yeah. I've never heard of him. I don't know where he went to college. I have yeah, no clue. I'll take uh, Philly, personally. Yeah, it's Eagles. If the Eagles lose this game, it will be a loss of Falconian. Well. Because I don't know how they could. They'd have to bring Shane Falco in, that's for sure. Although, if anybody could find a way to blow a game, it might be the Eagles. <laughs> that's the thing. You never know. But I can't right. see it. Final game, Monday night. Tampa Bay is in New York. New York plus 11. Well, Tampa Bay wins. I don't know how they can't. I you know, agree with you. 11. Good Lord. If they can put up 35 on the Raiders, surely they can put up plus 11 on the Giants. I'll take Tampa Bay, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I, I got to lean that. I got to lean that way anyway. Yeah, I do as well. So there's our picks for the week. Uh, hopefully we can uh, come up with, yeah, bet them if you bet feel em. like it. Don't bet them. Um, Those are just the picks. We just our picks. The makers, the owners of Wide Men Can't Jump, I have no liability, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Offer only valid in the province of Alberta. Yes. <laughs> well, I will say this. We've got uh, a cool unsolved mystery coming up for you after we hear from our good friends at Stay Classy Meats. Come check them out, stayclassymeats.com. Get your orders in. Even though it's cold out, you can still grill. 
You can still fire it up and have all kinds of great food delivered right to your door. Don't fight the grocery store when you can just get online. Stay Classy Meats and use our promo code. Let's hear a little more about them. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right. If you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Cal Ripken Jr. is considered by most to be one of the greatest baseball players that ever lived. But his mother was one that no one really knew. Ripken's mother was kidnapped at gunpoint on July 24, 2012, and there's never been any reason or answer as to why. She's been caught up in several different incidences and returned safely with nothing ever happening to her. What's the true story behind the attempted kidnapping and return of Violet Ripken? We investigate this week on Unsolved Mysteries with Wide Men Can't Jump. Violet Ripken was kidnapped at gunpoint and safely returned on July 24th of 2012. She was gone for 12 hours before her disappearance was reported to authorities. October 15th, 2013, she was actually approached by a man with a handgun in a parking lot in Maryland, and the man demanded her car, but she fled after activating a key alarm and was unharmed. Those are two separate incidences, but let's talk about the first one. That's really the one that kind of stands out here. Violet Ripken, Cal Ripken's mother, right? She was kidnapped. Uh, uh, Let me just read part of this, this story here. This is from Deadspin. This was written by Dave McKenna. 8.35 8.35 p.m. July 24, 2012, police in Baltimore County, Maryland, got a 911 call regarding a suspicious car. Local couple spotted a silver sedan parked in a pull-off area of some property they owned by the intersection of these two roads. I'm not going to name where. According to the police account, the caller saw a man walking outside the car and an older woman in the back seat. They asked what he was doing, and he made up some story about, that's my grand- that's my mother, she's got Alzheimer's, zabada, yada, yada. Couple wrote down the license plate number and found out the car belonged to Violet Ripken, Cal Ripken's mother. And that was the beginning of the kidnapping case that would spin out of control into a confusing manhunt and come into a long silence. The disappearance and return of Violet Ripken, who was at then 74 years old, launched the biggest investigation in history of Aberdeen, Maryland, a small town of about 35 miles north of Canham Yards. Says here, we've had double murders and stabbings and shootings, but we've never had anything like this. By the time every state and local law enforcement agency plus the FBI jumped in to try to find the man who took Violet Ripken, snatched her from her home, and taken her on a 23-hour jaunt around the area. Apparently, every local news and national organization 
report on the search for a camo-wearing armed assailant. There was billboards up. John Walsh from America's Most Wanted got involved. And there was a bounty available for anybody willing to drop a dime who had done the deed. But then, nothing. Case vanished. Unsolved. Unresolved. And according to this, uh, Amy Thornson, the spokesperson of the Baltimore FBI office, was looking into it. Um, this is a huge story that I can't even begin to read all of here. Uh, according to this, here's the working version of what happened. It says here, after the 911 call, uh, they would not release recording of the transcript. An officer was dispatched to the home of Cal and where Billy grew up. There was a knock. Nobody answered. Nobody knew where she was. Nobody knew where Violet was. Um, and then they found two of her cell phones in the house. They looked around. Nothing there. Um, it says here, we've got everything at the house. We're rummaging through all of her stuff. And it's at the point where we're saying we're not going to see her again. Within an hour of the announcement, Ripken and her car were delivered to investigators. Around dawn, she returned. And it was just parked down the street. And Violet Ripken was home. What do you think about this? <laughs> this is so weird because, okay, Cal Ripken Sr., of course, managed in Baltimore, but was been dead for 10, 11 years by that point. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., I believe, retired in, I don't know, 2000, 2001. Nowhere near to playing days at that point. Um, however, worth a pretty good chunk of change, I imagine. But you would think if that's what you were after, you oh. uh, you asked for money or something. But well, here here's what here's what she said about the whole thing. Uh, the records say that she told police she had been accosted in her garage the previous morning about seven a.m. by a man wearing a ski mask and displaying a handgun. He blindfolded her and ordered her to get in the back seat of her car. She spent the next twenty three hours riding around in the car, only partially partially able to see. Early news reports about the kidnapping said the duct tape and rope were used to bind and blindfold her. And DeVell said that Ripken's feet were bound when he found her. And her version compromised during the kidnapping, but he would not confirm reports about specifics. She said her captor shared cigarettes and fast food with her throughout the ordeal. He then drove her back to Aberdeen, parked her car just down the block, and left the area on foot. And apparently this supposedly happened during a shift change. Okay, but so so he easily, like if he'd have wanted to, killed her or drove, you know, or taken her further or, or whatever he was going to do with her. He had all the time in the world to do it. Obviously. I'll send you the article. There, there, This is, man, this is really, really interesting. So you either got to wonder if this is somebody who knew them. And had some kind of that, axe to grind. That's kind of what they're they're speculating. Yeah, that, that's you know that somebody them. had an axe to grind. Uh, your disgruntled fan, maybe, or maybe just a nut job entirely. But I don't know. That's really weird. Yeah. Usually, it, usually abductions don't end with the, the abductor yeah. bringing back the person. And yeah, going, and, and apparently nobody like, and no exchange of funds or anything. Yeah, just, like it's like, like, oh, here okay, she like, is. Sorry. Yeah, like well, usually at some point you might. Okay, well, well, what was your purpose in doing this? Yeah, like what was the point in all this? I said, I mean, you can't rule out wacko. I mean, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know. I sent you the article though. Take well, a read. Yeah, you, I'll have to read it because it's kind of interesting. Odd. Uh, 
Because even, I mean, okay, I mean, the only real reason I could see is for money. And, well, if you want money, you got to get a hold of somebody. Yeah. So, got to call in a ransom, dude. Yeah, so that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And like I said, unless the guy was totally off his nut. Yeah, it seems that way. It made little to no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Then again, what do I, I know, know, right? I mean, it's like ordering a burger without cheese and bacon. Though. It's really making yeah, sense. really. I mean, what's the point in that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it escapes me. It does indeed. But what's escaping us is time, and that's going to do it for this edition of Wide Men Can Jump. A few minutes shorter than normal, but we got uh, everything we needed to get on to today. Don't you believe, well, Tim? People will be thankful that it's a few minutes shorter. <laughs> Again, a big shout out to everyone listening. Thank you guys so, so much for for listening to the show. We're so glad you do. Uh, We've got some work to get to this weekend, Tim. We'll talk about it this evening. The anniversary show next week. We've got some things we've got to do. Yeah, no, man. We're like an old married couple. We just show up. We shouldn't Uh, have to do anything. Not anymore. Where where are our kids? Uh, Philadelphia, oh, <laughs> Shinston. No, I didn't ask. It, I didn't ask about the prodigal son. I don't. <laughs> no, but we got plenty. I got a couple surprises lined up. We'll, we'll make them happen. You should uh, probably tell Ed he's adopted now too. No, don't do this. Have a good time. Well, I think he's old enough. He's not. Ed, we found you outside of the sheets. You had a beef and cheddar stick in your bathroom. That's, that's why you have such a, a, a feel such a close tie to the sheets because that's where your bassinet was left. <laughs> all that was in there was beef and cheddar sticks, and you had eaten them all. And you only had one tooth. It was absolutely amazing. Besides that money they left us to look after you is almost gone. So yeah, yeah, that's what we get for buying that coat for Tom Robinson. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Shout out to, to everybody listening. Shout out to Nick and Danielle and Ed and Scott Roberts, Armando, who's still celebrating the Dodgers World Series win, I'm sure. And we'll be celebrating until spring training. Uh, congratulations to him. Shout out to all my Canadian lovelies up there and especially to one of you. You know who you are. Really need. That was good, by the way. Uh, we really need to perhaps uh, do an episode of Where in the World is Lou? <laughs> Man, I kind of miss Lou. That's what happened to Lou? That's one thing that kind of sucks about moving platforms is we can't find Lou or Naj anymore. Well, I'm a Naj phone in not that long ago. Yeah, but I don't have his number. We can't get a hold of yeah, him. Yeah, no, true. I used to have Lou's number somewhere, followed by that 37-digit code. <laughs> You don't hit that pound. You don't hit that pound sign. You're uh, not going to get. I've filled out government forms less confusing than. Yeah, the he, would, he would go uh, on and like I would go to the uh, bathroom and come back and Lou's still telling how to get on his show. And after you've done that, now you got to do. <laughs> wow, dude! This look is now, crazy. now you take a left turn at Albuquerque. But we do and... know Lou's real name, correct? I used to. Or we did it one time. We might have to. Yeah. We might have to go on. I a have to look that up. See if he's still up. kicking. I think cause... I found his Facebook one time. Yeah, it seems to me we got to see if he's still around or if the COVID maybe did not necessarily got him, but I hope sheltered, sheltered him even more. Well, because he was from that. Well, he's from New Jersey, right? Jersey, yeah, Jersey. Hmm. I hope Blue's. I hope Blue's okay. Could hope possibly Blue's. just be shame. Well, I mean, if you knew us, wouldn't you be shame too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, on that note, we uh, are shamed you all for this week. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll be back next week. Anniversary time, bitches. Come to party. And, oh, uh, happy yeah. birthday, Brad Peterson, the husband of the lovely Mary, who oh. loves your voice. He's the big 5-0, Nate. Now's the time. All right. <laughs> Cancel his Viagra prescription. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait to tell her that one. Oh, yes. And now on the Hrdecki, my, my good friends, the Hrdeckis, the Hofflands. Who else we got? The Barneses and, and get this one. Here's my 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 uh, Russian crazy friend whose last name is Navashkanov. Ooh, yeah, it sounds like a you know right hand man of Stalin. Kind of, uh, kind of that kind of got me turned on a little bit. Navashkanov. Yeah. Well, good looking woman, hot sister, and Danae. That's Danae's mom. Hey, okay, I know her. So yeah, so yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of looker in that family. I'm going to have to come on up to Canada, man. Yeah, you bring it. Bring your money. <laughs> hey, the only the only pickings you get down here are missing teeth and like, you better get back here now. But uh, <laughs> oh, get those youngins off the stoop. All right. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Cade. I want to say Mr. that. Yeah, my little boy's birthday is Saturday. So, uh, happy birthday, buddy. I, I know can't you're not get over the fact that that kid looks like he should be turning five, not yeah. two. Two. God, he's a big kid. Man. And and not just size-wise. Like, he talks pretty good. He he's, runs and does all that stuff. Knows yeah. some numbers. Knows some colors. Does the shape thing. Like, he's pretty advanced for two-year-old, I got to admit. Yeah, he does pretty well. He, he's really, he's a smart kid. Yeah, he uh, apparently a uh, funny well. funny story. I'll go ahead and tell this since we we've got a little time here. Uh, he loves Lucky Charms, right? So that's like his go to cereal for breakfast. Oof. He loves the marshmallows, and he All won't right, eat the cereal unless there's marshmallows in it. Well, he got up this morning and was eating some. He likes to eat it dry sometimes. Sometimes he likes it with milk. Um, so he was eating the marshmallows. He ate all the marshmallows and wouldn't eat the cereal, and he wanted more marshmallows. His mom told him, you're not getting any more marshmallows till you eat some of the cereal. He took a handful and shoved it in his mouth. Just took a big handful and just put it in his mouth to try to eat some of it. Then he, then he thought when that wasn't enough, he took a handful of it and went and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I'll see now. This shows good cognitive reasoning skills. He's so I, I, smart. I think I like that. I think I'm on board with that. Like he's a smart kid. Like it blows my mind how smart this kid is. I mean, you'll know when because if he's at your place and he starts feeding the dogs, like on purpose, not just spillage. But if he oh, actually he, he feeds the dogs all the time. Yeah, but that's because they want it. When he starts giving them stuff that he doesn't want because he just doesn't want it, and you oh, turn he around does. and he eats what he wants, and then he gives it to the dogs. And you go, you know, oh, there that broccoli that you really don't want to eat. Where did that all go? Well, I finished it, Dad. And then you see a dog with a, you know, some shit stuck in his teeth, and you know. Good boy. I laugh, I laugh because the color orange, since I drive an orange car, is um, this the color thing? orange is Dad, apparently. Orange. Yeah, he sees the color orange, and he points at it, and he goes, Daddy, because that's the color of my car. Well, I thought he liked watermelon. He loves it. So be glad he isn't calling you watermelon. That's true. I hate watermelon. Could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he calls that, calls that sissy. All right, anyway. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah, All right, like let's that. uh we'll say goodbye for now. And again, happy birthday, Kate. Daddy loved you. Uh so we'll be back next week for more Wide Men Can't Jump. A few surprises in store. Uh do we have to put any kind of disclaimer on this thing? Maybe. Is, is there the possible is there the possibility there could be some disclaimers racy? next week? If there is, we'll we'll let you know. Because I'll tell you what, if you if 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 that individual is on and wants to do what that individual normally does, I'm all for we'll, it. We'll see. All right. All right. But on, and on that and on that note, we're out. To check us out everywhere you find podcasts. We'll see you next time, Tim. Send us home. Everybody, stay well. Be safe. Oh God, Nate. No, wait a second. We can't go yet. Okay. Next Wednesday is what day? The f- oh my God, are we competing with the election next Wednesday? No, Tuesday's the election. I thought it was the fourth. Third. Third. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, so we'll have something to talk about because oh hell, you, we'd be yeah. lucky if if we can broadcast come the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Place might be burning down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, forget about it. Let's not even talk about that. Well, All stay right. safe, everybody. Be happy in this wonderful world where everything is beautiful and great. And no one feels bad about anything because everything is so nice and normal. Can I get my Prozac? <laughs> That's about it. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com. Slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.